It is week six of Masechah's Rosh Hashanah with the Sydney Kola. We are holding the Gemara Dafav Base about eight lines up from the bottom of the page. The Gemara continues discussing the prohibition of Balta'achah of delaying payment of a vow. Say a person makes a vow to bring a sacrifice that he only has a certain amount of time to bring the sacrifice. Bayeru Bizeru Bizeru asked the following question. Isha. A woman, Mahi what's her status with regards to this commandment of not delaying payment? If she made a vow to bring a sacrifice, is she subject to the prohibition against delaying? On the one hand, shall we say that since she's not obligated in the mitzvah of appearing in the temple on the festivals, the Torah explicitly says, Your males shall appear on the festivals. Maybe therefore she shouldn't be subject to the prohibition against delaying. Because the prohibition against delaying is linked to the festivals. Because anyway a person is coming to the temple and a person is obligated to bring an Olas since he's going to be there anyway. Therefore we link delaying payment of a vow to the fact that he's coming anyway on the three festivals. But a woman's not coming anyway. She doesn't have to be in the Beis Amikdash on the festivals. Oh Dilma, or maybe on the other hand we should say Ha'isa Basimcha. A woman is obligated in the midst of rejoicing. And as Rashi says, Oh Dilma Mechaiva Lemesik. She does have to go to Jerusalem Mishum Simcha because of the of Simcha, the Torah says, You should rejoice on your festivals. And the Master taught in the Gemara Sachim, In the days of the Beis Amigdash of the Temple, the only true fulfillment of the Mitzvah of Simcha is with the meat of a Shlomim offering, based on a Pasuk that Rashi quotes. So the Gemara says, on the other hand, a woman is obligated to come to Jerusalem. She might not have to come all the way to the temple, but since she has to fulfill the mitzvah of Simcha, and the only way to do that is by eating the meat of a Shlomim, she has to be in Jerusalem in order to do so. So maybe since she's coming to Jerusalem, therefore we include her in the obligation of not transgressing the prohibition of Balta'acha, of delaying payment of vow. She's going to be in Jerusalem anyway on the festivals to fulfill the mitzvah of Simcha. So she should, be, she should be required to make the extra effort to come to the temple, offer sacrifices and be included in the prohibition of Balta'acha, of delaying payment. So this is the Gemara's question. Amalei Abaye, Abaye responded to Rabbi Zeir of a Tepekle Abaye goes with the second option. He says, let the liability for the prohibition against delaying emerge from the fact that she's obligated in the mitzvah of rejoicing. The fact that she's obligated in the mitzvah of rejoicing and therefore has to eat the meat of a shlomim, she has to come to Jerusalem and therefore she is liable for the prohibition against delaying payment of a vow. So the Gemara says, Did Abaye really say this? Did not Abaye say that a woman does not need to come to Jerusalem and eat the meat of a shlomim to fulfill the mitzvah of Simcha? Rather, When it comes to a woman, she's not required to eat the meat of a shlomim to fulfill the mitzvah of Simcha. Rather, it's her husband who is obligated to make her rejoice on the festivals. The woman herself is not obligated to observe the commandments. And as Rashi says, The husband might buy her nice clothes, or big day pishtan and maguhatim. The Gemara says in condition different types of things that a husband can buy his wife to make her masamech, to make her happy, rejoice on the festivals. That for a man he has to eat the meat of a shlamim, but for a woman the husband buys her things or makes her happy. And therefore Abai has told us elsewhere she does not need to eat the meat of a shlamim to fulfill the mitzvah of Simcha. So how come here he says to Rabbi Zerah that she should be obligated in the prohibition of Baal because she has to eat the meat of a shlamim to fulfill the mitzvah of Simcha on Yom Tov. So the Gemara answers, Abaya was speaking based on the premise of Rabbi Zeru. Rabbi Zeru, who asked the question, he clearly holds that a woman is obligated to rejoice on the festivals by eating the meat of a shlamim. Because Rabbi Zeru, the fact that he asked the question about the status of a woman and the prohibition of Baal shows that he believes that she needs to eat the meat of a shlamim to fulfill the mitzvah of Simcha. And she has an obligation in the mitzvah of Simcha herself.
And therefore, Abai said to Rabbi if that's what you hold, then of course she will be liable to the prohibition of Balta Acher. But he says, myself, Abai, myself, I hold that she's not really obligated independently in the mitzvah of Simcha. Rather, her husband has to be Mesameach. It's incumbent upon the husband to do something to make her make sure that she will rejoice on the festivals, but she does not need to eat the meat of a Shlomim to be rejoicing, to fulfill the mitzvah of rejoicing on the festivals. The Gemara now goes back to something we raised last week. The Gemara said last week that a Bechor offering has to be eaten by the Kohen within a year. So the Gemara wants to know when does that year begin? They asked the following question. When do we start counting the year of a Bechor? Abaye Omar, Abaye says the first of two opinions, from the time it's born, that's when the clock begins. Rav Achabar Yaakov, Rav Achabar Yaakov says, From the time that it is fit for appeasement. In other words, the time that it can be offered. In other words, as we said, you can't offer a carbon before it's eight days old. And therefore, only from eight days old, that's when the clock begins. From when it's eight days old, it's fit to be offered as a sacrifice. From then on, we start counting a year. So there's eight days difference between these two answers. According to the first opinion, Abai says, from the date that it's born, that's when the clock begins to count a year for the coin to be able to eat it. Rav Achabayakov says, no, it starts from when it, it can be offered. In other words, from, it, from when it's eight days old. The Gemara says, below pligi, And they don't necessarily disagree with each other. Habatam, habbalmum. That Rav Achabayakov, who says that the clock begins from eight days old, he's talking about an animal that's unblemished. Since it's unblemished, it can be offered as a sacrifice. And since it can be offered as a sacrifice, the year can only begin from when it's ready to be offered as a sacrifice from eight days old. Whereas Abaye, who says that the clock begins from when it's born, from the date of birth, He's talking about a Baal Mum, an animal that has a blemish, and therefore it's only eligible to be eaten, but not to be offered as a sacrifice. And therefore the year begins on the day of its birth, on its date of birth, because that's when it's fit to be eaten from. Since it's not going to be offered as a sacrifice anyway, we don't wait until it's ready theoretically to be offered as a sacrifice. It can't be offered as a sacrifice. It's got a blemish. We only therefore are going to be able to eat it. That's the best thing we can do with it. And therefore the clock starts from the date that we can eat it, in other words, from its birth. So Gemara asks, Come on, really eat a blemished animal the day it's born? But at that time, we don't yet know whether the animal is viable or whether it's a nephel. Even if an animal is born alive, it might be a nephel non-viable. In other words, it might not be able to survive due to its failure to have fully developed. And we can't be sure that a newborn animal is fully viable until it survived to its eighth day, based on the Gemara and Shabbos. An animal that is not viable cannot be eaten. And therefore, a newborn animal actually usually can't be shechted and eaten until it's eight days old. Even if you're not going to offer it as a carbon, it cannot be eaten until it's eight days old in case it's non-viable. And a non-viable animal cannot be eaten. So we have to wait till eight days old to be sure that it's viable. So the Gemara answers, the Kim Lebei Shekolilu Chodoshav. Now here we're talking about an animal where we're sure that Kolilu Chodoshav, its months were complete. In other words, its months of gestation were completed. It was certainly carried to full term. And a full term animal, an animal that carries to full term before it's born, is considered to be viable immediately. You don't have to wait till it's eight days old. If you're sure that it carried to full term, then it can be eaten immediately from the date of birth. It can be shechted and eaten on the first day of life. And that's the case Abai is talking about. In such a case, you don't have to wait till eight days old. Since it's a Balmum, it's got a blemish. It can be eaten immediately because you're absolutely certain that it carried to full term. And therefore, we don't have to wait till eight days old to determine that it is a viable animal. 
That brings us now to the end of the very long discussion that we've had about the prohibition of Balta Acher, about delaying payment of a vow. You'll recall we began the Mishnah by saying that Nisan is Rosh Hashanah Lemelochim Valirigolim, for kings and also for the festivals. And that led us into this discussion that we spent a long time on about delaying fulfillment of one's vows and Rosh Hashanah Lirigolim being, being Nisan. And that is the end of the discussion about delaying payment of a vow. Tomorrow the Gemara is going to continue and elaborate on the fact that the first of Nisan is actually also the beginning of a new year for other things as well. Not just for kings and for festivals, but for other things as well. And that is going to be the subject of the discussion tomorrow. We're going to hold it for today. I wish you all a very good day.